Vegas Bad Boys Podcast presents Matt Michaels, People I Don't Hate. Hey everybody, it's Matt Michaels here with the one and only Goldilocks. Goldie, how are you doing today? I'm just so happy to be here. I'm screenshotting how pretty our, our branding looks. <laughs> That's awesome. And, you know, we're going to have a nice little uh, announcement on what's going on with you. Yeah. And there. But um, first, let's let's get we were just kind of talking before uh, we started rolling live and found it fascinating that today in our society, people are using filters as if it was plastic surgery. And it seems like more and more people are living in this bubble of technology to the point where at some point we're just going to be, you know, kind of rats in a cage type of thing where, you know, the, um, the social interaction won't be what it used to be. And we're going to just have these uh, almost avatars and ideas of, you know, who we are through just the, um, the computer and the false reality um, that we want to live in as compared to the reality of interacting with humans in a human nature aspect. That was my long spiel. <laughs> I said a lot. Yeah, longer. no, I, and I agree with you. And it's just so, um, every day it just becomes stranger and stranger. Just, I miss, and it's like you and I, we're not really old. It's just that oh. there was a really big jump, you know, 10 years ago and, you know, plastic surgery was weird when I was growing up and it was an extreme now yeah. people get plastic surgery younger and younger, which this type of plastic surgery I'm all for. It's like small little adjustments on people so that yeah. they don't need to do something so extreme when they're older. But, you know, that's for a, an adult that maybe has an issue that's always bothered them. Like maybe they have a hump on their nose or there's, you know, something that just, I don't know, aesthetically bothers them and, and they want to feel good about themselves. And I'm all for that. But now it's sort of like there's this, um, what do you call it when something is, oh, I get this word wrong all the time. It's not delusional. It's like when you don't, somebody with anorexia has it where they don't see that they're getting thinner and thinner. What's that called? D it starts oh. with a D. Uh, it's like delusional, but it's not delirious. Oh, it's another word. And I get it wrong every single time, but, um, you start to just not, what's the damn word. Somebody write in and say, <laughs> I don't think it's a dysphoria. That's still not the word of what we, we, we really are. And, yeah. um, you know, every little tweak now, like you've got kids that want to have their lips done. Like, you know, I get, I've gotten my lips done a couple of times by a very conservative injector. She's done a beautiful job and I love her and I love the company. But I said to one of my friends, the last time I got it done, you know what? I, my lips are pretty good just the way they are. Like, I, I, I'm happy that they gave me the option to, to blog about it and talk about it and do it, but I, I don't need, there's nothing wrong with my lips. There's nothing wrong with my, you know, I get a little Botox, you know, because otherwise I look permanently angry because I'm in a band and that's what it's, music and entertainment does to you. It stresses the shit out of you, but <laughs> I don't, you know, if you've got a little tweak here and there, I'm all for it, but it's when it becomes addictive and you just start doing it to do it. And I think these kids are just getting so like, deranged on like what's important. And there's so little focus on the inner beauty and what's going on inside. And I'm all for, trust me, I want to look like a Barbie doll with my fake blonde hair and contacts and all my bullshit. I'm, I'm right there up with, with the rest of them with that. But 
I do concentrate on inner beauty and what's good about somebody and what can I learn from them? And I just, I feel sorry for the kids these days. They are so isolated. And the the promo I was going to cut before, right before we got on the air was like, my friend's car broke down when she just got it back from the BMW service dealership because uh, the chip was broken. And, you know, you've got soap dispensers shooting out soap and water that doesn't come out in the restrooms, public restrooms and the paper towels. If you're lucky, they're in there. They don't work. And it's just everything's all haywire. And it's I don't need I don't need an automatic uh, windshield wiper to go off. I, I know, I know when it's raining, I can flick that switch. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like getting to be, I really feel like we're starting to live, especially with politics, like in the world idiocracy, like just people just walking around like the dumbest clucks ever listening to information that they don't even know if the source is reputable or not, but it's what everybody's talking about. Do you remember idiocracy? Oh, remember that? And they were like watering the crops with Mountain Dew. It's just like, that's what I, I feel like, wow, you're really dumb or you're really ignorant or uneducated and what you're everything from just the the filters. And and you don't really look like that. All these women with these big eyes, they look like your eyes aren't that big bitch and your lips aren't that. And they've got the skin. (laughs) It looks like they're not, not even plastic. Plastic looks rough compared to what these ladies look like. It's you're going to start feeling like when you really look at yourself, like, oh shit, I'm ugly. And you're not. And, that's and, my promo. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's very valid. And I, I love that you said big eyes because um, it reminds me. It, well, it reminds me of the big eye painting. Yes. Which were creepy. you creepy. Sad. Exactly. The big eye paintings back in the day were very sad. Yeah. I want to be sad. Yeah, that's every time I see, and it's it's funny too because you would think on your feed maybe um, you know one or two people that you know as you're as you're scrolling through you'll see that they've you know used a filter or enhanced it in some way, and yeah, okay, a few people that's that's interesting and and fine, and then you're scrolling more and it's more people and more people, and it's, and it's the like, guys, oh, yeah. God, dudes, you look just everybody's starting to look like creepy androids. I just, Oh, I don't, I'm not into it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's mind blowing. And again, we're still youthful. We're still young and it's such a weird, you know, dynamic when you think about when we were growing up, did it not seem like people who were in their forties and fifties, are equivalent to what people look like now in their seventies and eighties. I agree. It's, it's crazy that we're okay. We're taking care of ourselves better, but we're, we're getting other things like different, you know, hormones, and steroids into food, um, different processing on food. Um, I don't eat that shit, bro. I don't need it. Right. No, I don't, I don't need any chicken that's been basted with stuff. I eat super clean. If I can buy organic, if I can afford it, I will. If not, I buy things like there's certain things that matter if they're organic or not. And certain things that don't as much, if it's got a really, really hard shell on it, then chances are pesticides can't necessarily penetrate the vegetable or the fruit. So buy those on the cheapie or I go support as many uh, farmers markets as I can just to buy local. I do it every week. 
And then anything I put in my body has no hormones in it. And then I just basically eat a lot of plant-based uh, protein shakes. Okay. Like I don't want that shit. These kids are sixth, seventh grade with boobs bigger than the biggest porn star out there. You know, and I'm like, and I'm having sexual thoughts as a heterosexual female about some young child. And I'm not saying that in like some creepy pedophilia right. way. I'm just like these shorts and these outfits that the parents let these full grown ass children wear. And I'm just like, I, I'm like, oh my, you know, it goes back to some stuff we've seen in the business or whatever like that with people that yeah. were over age. And I, I'm like, oh my God, like, and I'm a Christian person with pretty pure thoughts and I'm having bad thoughts. And I'm thinking, <laughs> What are all the creepy pedophiles thinking about this young child who's like, they're, God, my friend's kid is six, seven. She's a girl. She's sick. How are you six foot seven as a feet? She's going to play basketball. Good for her. But I mean, fully just like is massively developed everywhere. And they're, they're children. And what yeah. does that psychologically do? And then, okay, they're in this big, huge body. You don't necessarily need to dress them like that. Like, the stuff that I see people putting their kid, let them be kids. You know, they can still look trendy and cute, but they don't need to look like they're going to the club, you know, or yep. a strip club or something. It's, it's very interesting in this aspect too. And I think that this kind of hits on it. We now live in a society where a lot of the control is through corporations. Exactly. And the big thing about corporations and the big thing about what's happening in social media is that without knowing it, the forcing of branding yourself is what we're seeing, right? Everyone wants to look a certain way and that's how they're selling themselves. And it's like, we never thought about that. Like when we took a picture, we just took a goddamn picture. <laughs> you know? yeah. Now it's like, okay, if the angle isn't right, then I got to retake it. Then I got to, you know, and it's like, that's crazy because that's all you're doing is putting out a brand of yourself. And I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, kids thinking that if I can brand myself, if I can make myself look like this, if I can sell myself on the internet, then therefore I could become an influencer. You got to ask yourself why you want to become an influencer. Is it just so that you can just be your own boss and not go to work? Because let me tell you as an influencer, that there's more work that goes into what we do or podcasting than my friend that just does a nine to five and clocks out and he's got his night free and he's got his weekends free. He doesn't bring all this stuff home. He doesn't have to constantly have to go promote and do all this stuff. And yeah. I think like this whole, I'm a brand. It's like back in the day you were a brand because you organically were a brand and you didn't need to say that you were a brand. And now it's like, it is so watered down with so many, I'm just so I almost don't want to do what I do sometimes because it's just like everybody does it. It's like I was joking the day with my friend. I'm like, oh, wait, I winked. Oh, I'm I'm a brand. I'm I'm, gonna, I'm a winker. I wipe some food from the corner of my mouth. Oh, I better get a TikTok on and I'll just be doing these all day. It's just like I went on TikTok. I'm like, what the is this stuff like? And I watch it and I watch it in like like train wreck, awe, disgust, like every gross son of a bitch is on there. And it's like, oh, I'm beautiful. And it's like, no, you're really not. You look like shit and you look like, you know, and now it's not healthy. And right. I get it like body positivity. I am all for it, especially when it's like, I've lost 10 pounds and this is my goal. And I'm getting, yes. look at me, I've lost this. But it's like, when you're traipsing around at 600 pounds, like I'm a, now they call it curve model. Now I'm a, you're not a curve model. 
You are morbidly obese oh. and you are going to die of health, of some heart disease, or your liver is going to fail or your kidneys or some organ is just going to go bye-bye because your body is not meant to be 600 pounds. Now I saw a 650 pound woman the other day who's lost a hundred pounds. So she was very proud of that. And I applaud that. And I can see where you would want to say, follow my journey. And you can too. No different than I'm not obese, but I've got 20 pounds that I could firm up and I'm not going to camp out and say, Oh, I'm fat. I won't do that anymore. I used to negative words. And like, people don't need to hear that, but I will say, Hey, these are some sugar-free things that I'm taking, or I'm doing this at the gym or I don't have time to go to the gym, but I'm doing 20 minutes of this every day. And I'm seeing difference. Like that's a different thing. And a curve model, a curve model are like the sisters on the block who are yeah. in good shape, but they got some curves and yeah. they got a booty and they got some thighs and they're Beyonce. That's a curve model, not 600 pounds. I'm morbidly obese. That is not the message that you need to be sending to people. Like it's okay. And then it's not even like that's their message. It's like just every single thing they post is grease and bacon and fried. And there is nothing on there that is going to add any value to somebody's life. And that hurts me because that's becoming like the norm, like just to be completely unhealthy and then just create a new hashtag for it. It's no different than when you know, somebody rapes somebody in the NFL and then they just say, well, naughty boy. And then, all right, you're off the team and we'll give you a new Jersey on another team. And you're number yeah. this now, like it just all went away. Like it's not like you've got to look at stuff. I'm just all about, you know, mental health, regular health, all around health prevention, just people feeling good about themselves and having energy to, to do things. And, you know, if you can't climb the stairs or you can't walk your kid around the block or something, then maybe a new hashtag about how awesome everything is, isn't the right thing to do at that time. Maybe do a little bit of work on yourself and maybe it's hashtag work in progress or look at my gains or I'm yeah. doing this or do you know what I mean? It's just getting to be, people are getting to be delusional. It's, it's getting yeah. crazy. It's, it's, it's being able to live in your own fantasy because it's easier to use a filter or to use hashtags to call attention to yourself you know there there was always being a fat kid growing up the 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 thing that um i it was never it was never torment right i was never picked on but we had myself and, and another a girl in the class when we were young, about fifth, sixth grade. And these, the other kids in the class, it was those health, you know, classes that they give you. Yep. And what, for whatever reason, I can't remember, we were doing weigh-ins, which is just absurd. And, you know, now thinking about it, but the competition that the kids had for us that we were like so hyped because they were feeding that to us, that energy. It was who's going to weigh more. And it wasn't like, Oh, you're a fat ass. It was like this competition because here's the two heaviest kids. Who's going to weigh more in, you know, a week when we do this weigh in and why it was acceptable is because we bought into it. So we were influenced by other kids to be fatter kids. I've never even heard of such a thing. It, it, it's crazy. It's just crazy thinking about, you know, what you can do it, to influence people to do things. And I think that 
that is like what happened to us in terms of making us feel like, hey, we're not fat, we're we're accepted. Look at all, you know, these kids are are responding to this. And boy, if you just keep, you know, getting better. I, I did a job once that I went in for and um, it was involving security. And I'm a big dude. I was in good shape at that time and um, must have been 280 and, you know, pretty, pretty muscle bound. The problem was, is that uh, for this security gig, oh, you're too small. What are you talking about? I got the experience. At this point at 280, I'm not too small, but it fucked with my head. Yeah, it, next- I can't, dude. It's the same yeah. thing with it's the same thing with music. You're too young to get a deal. You're too young. You're not experienced. Now you're too old. You're too this. It it, it does. And and you and I look at you and I'd see you're a big guy, but I, I don't think of you as like fat, or I wouldn't have gone <laughs> off on that rant. You know what I mean? I don't I don't think of that. You know, my thing yeah. is I always want everybody to be just healthy and good. And for the kids that were really fat in school. I didn't like them being picked on at all. And I made it a point to go find them. And I can think of so many in grade school, even. And at research, research, recess, we would go around the side of it was a Catholic school. We'd go around the side. So nobody would see us. We'd disappear for, I think it was a half an hour, 20 minutes. We'd disappear and we'd do jumping jacks and we'd do sit-ups and we would do any little exercises that we learned in gym or that I, I knew about from gyms. Cause I used to lift weights as a younger kid. My parents were disabled and I found my way to the gym and I was like, I'm going to train you. We're going to do this together. Like they, I, there was just like this care always. Like I just didn't want people being picked on and I wanted them to be able to run and not get mocked in gym class. So, you know, that that's my back history. Like I say this stuff with complete authenticity of, I want people to be okay. And all of this filter stuff is it's scaring the crap out of me because it, it, it really does. Like, I'm just like, you are not, it, I can see people that it's just completely messing with their psyche and they yeah. think they really look like this. And then when they don't, they're upset. And it's just like, and I'm again, you can still take a picture at a good angle. I'm all about that, you know? Yeah. And if I do retouch myself, it's because somebody else took a picture at a really mm-hmm. ugly angle or the lights bad or something. I know yeah. I'm a decent looking person. So take good pictures, make good choices with your angles. If you need a few tweaky tweaks here and there, and you know, we all throw a blur filter on some zits and things, or you could start drinking more. Look at everything that I have here is just all water, water, more water. There's another thing of water, like supplements, eating good foods. Is that, can we do that? Or just want to throw a filter on it? You know? Well, and you know, on top of that, and I think this is you know, one of the biggest things that we are really in danger of losing, and that is we are becoming a very um, tailored, imaged type society. And what we're losing is that personality, that that personable, that interaction. You know, the fact that you and I could just come on, have a conversation out of the blue. You're not seeing that you know, shine through and people, people are more now making judgment on the brands by oh, the world instead of, you know, getting to know people and, you know, and you I, know what they're judging on their politics too. 
They're like, yeah, oh, but he's sure. a Democrat. I don't want to talk to him. Oh, she's a Republican. No, I don't want to talk to him. Oh, he's Christian. He's not. He's an atheist. He's I just I don't even want to know what anybody is. I mean, I can kind of right. tell. And, and you know what? And if they're not on my side of how I view things, then we don't need to talk about that. And if they are on my side, we don't need to talk about that. Some of my friends that know what I think and how I, you know, I, I don't. OK, great. You know, but that that's my that's how I feel. But yeah. that's not we don't need to talk about that. And we don't need to sit around and like pick on people, whether they are or they are not wearing a mask, whether they are or they are not vaccinated. I don't give a, a fat shit. I don't. Are you a good person? Yeah. Are you doing good things? Are you kind to me and my my mine? Then then we're good. Like, I, I, when did it just become that you can't be somebody's friend because of their viewpoints on things? You don't have to be their best friend. Like if if you're, uh, you know, if they really if they're like, you know, worshiping Satan and whatnot. I mean, I'm not really into that or human sacrifice. I'll be cordial. I don't need to be their best friend. But I don't need to hate on them either. Just move along. Move along. Move I along. You, you just, you just would. Yeah, well, I know some. Cordial to human sacrifice. Yeah, That's I did. It. Yeah, I, I would go there. I mean, I know some people that were trying to justify like Satanism. And I'm like, you do know, like a lot of that's based on like sacrifice of animals or like humans or whatever. And then they're like, they were like, really? I'm like, yeah, that's like, I'm from Los Angeles. There's some really creepy shit that's going on. And it's usually small children or babies or look it up. You know, I've got, I've got friends that are on the police force in certain parts of the world and things that they see there's, you know, there ain't no. There ain't no, uh, in fact, most of them don't even want to talk about it. They're just like, I'm not in the forest anymore. I don't want to talk about it. I've seen some really crazy things. I've so many people that I know that are either ex cops or ex detectives, ex FBI or military special forces. And like the PTSD is so bad that they can't even function anymore, you yeah. know? And they tell me stories about what they've done and what they've seen. And I'm like, I can't function from your stories. And you were there, you know, yeah. crazy, crazy shit. So just, keep using your filters or be body positive. Again, I'm not talking about people that have a few pounds. I'm talking about people that are like in danger of their lives that are trying to promote a message saying it's okay for you to just spin this out of control that you can't get out of your chair. And that's not a cool message. And if you've got nothing but crap on your wall, treats, 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 and desserts, 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 and there's nothing on there that would help another human being have good skin. So they didn't need filters or encourage them to drink something that's not going to completely kill them of psoriasis. Like, then I'm going to call you out and say, I like a treat every once in a while. But you know what? It's once a week now. Once a week, one of my friends and I get together and we have a tiny little haagen with some chocolate syrup and a nut. And that's probably not enough. And I go back to the store again and I get one more. And that's it. Once a week, I'll have some sweets, maybe a little thing of chocolate during the week. If somebody's got like one of those little mini turtles and that's it. Cause I have an addiction to sugar. I have an addiction to sweets. I cannot have it in the house or I will eat it. Same with carbohydrates. If there's a box of cereal, it's gone by the time that the night rolls around. Oh, well, I better have another bowl. Oh, well, it's halfway now. Well, maybe I'll just finish it off. So I don't eat carbs tomorrow. And I've eaten like four, 5,000 calories of sugar smack pop. You know, yeah. so I, I know myself, I don't bring it in the house. So I practice what I preach and I'm cheap. And we're going to talk about that too. All right. That's a, that's <laughs> an awesome lead in. Um, so it's exciting. I mean, this is something that's new for, uh, for you. Um, it's, it's premiering tonight. Um, 
call in the cheapskates. Yeah. What, what is it all about, man? I'm really, really, I'm excited to, to watch this. I appreciate it. I'm excited to watch too. I have no idea what's going to go on. We filmed a bunch of crazy stuff. Who knows what it's going to look like or how they're going to paint me. But, you know, most of it is a shoot. Most of it is stuff that I really do or have done or thought about. It's going to be probably a very disgusting and gross episode, which I pop hard for that because that's just more views. And I like to just have people squirm and like my best friends, like, ah, am I going to be embarrassed watching this with my friends? I'm like, probably, but you'll remember it and you'll laugh and you'll learn some things too. Maybe some of it's so outlandish and so over the top that you're like, oh, I couldn't, but you know what? There's a lot of stuff in there that is you, it's going to be you and it's going to be you and you're going to see yourself in it. And maybe that's a wake up call that you're spending too much money. So I basically went, go into families, homes across America and break down their finances and look where the money's being spent and show them where they can save money in every category. And sometimes pretty much all the time, it's not going to be in ways that, that they're going to want to do it. But by showing them something so extreme, maybe they will be more appreciative of what they already have and can reel that in. So that's how you usually have to go. So psychotic extreme that if I was to just mention something like, oh, you know what? You need to do this or this. You'd be like, eh. But if I give you something so extreme and then you're like, oh, I'd never do that. But oh, I guess that looks OK then. You know, it's sort of like that old mm, fable or there was a book where there was a, a farmer, I think, and he had a leaky faucet. And it would drip at night and it just drove him crazy and it drove him crazy. So he called in a specialist to fix his leaky faucet. And the specialist, the first night, he brought in a chicken from the farm and he just let it run around the farmer's room. And he's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? He's like, just trust the process, trust the process. And the next night it was a goat and, and then it was a horse. And then there was a cow and, and the whole yard was in this guy's bedroom. And he's going crazy because at night all the animals would make all the sound. And then the guy's like, all right, we're going to fix this leaky faucet. Let's fix it. And the next night he took out the horse and the next night he took out the cow. And the next night it was the goat. And the next night the hen was gone until all that was left was a leaky faucet. And he was like, Oh, thank you. You know? So it's all perception, you know, when that is all that it is, is just this little tiny thing. And same thing to go back with like, you know, filters and this and that it's like, we're just so bombarded with everything that if you really were to strip it down and get back to basics, we'd realize that we're all pretty good just the way that we are. And I think there's a taboo, about saving money or about being cheap. At least there was when I was growing up, if you made something, it was mammy made, or I call it custom. If you did this, it was homemade, or I call it, you know, there's different ways to look at it, but you yeah. know, now custom clothes for a rock star, you for ring wear. When I used to make the ring jackets for the boys and, and impact and NWC, NWA, TNA, they were eight, five, five, eight, ten 10 grand for those, those jackets. Yeah. And they took me a half a year to make them. So it's a different perception, but we need to change what cheap is hashtag making cheap, sexy, where it's okay to save money and it's okay to throw to shop secondhand or hand-me-downs or make an outfit your own. When you have extra money to live and you don't feel like you're completely strapped and you're arguing with your friends and your family and your partner and your wife and your husband, like what kind of life is that? Is it really worth having all of the stuff to keep up with the Joneses when you're completely living on borrowed time, a, a leased or rented car, or, you know, it's a loan or you, yeah. everything isn't paid for and you've got maxed out credit cards. It's a really unhealthy way to live when honestly you buy that car, it loses its value. The minute it goes off that, yeah. that lot, same with clothes, you know, you look on 
eBay or Mercati or whatever. And I can see stuff I bought for two or 300 bucks and it's 20 or $30 now. So who's going to know if I'm wearing that today, whether I paid the $300 for it or the 20, you know, so many bro. I just don't buy new stuff. I mean, on Amazon, I do, I'm an influencer, but it's all like super affordable, but this to pay two or $300 for a freaking pair of jeans. I just, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's um, one of my favorite things, um, and and the the reason I fell into starting to use uh, secondhand stuff was because in high school, um, we would for for drama class we would have uh, different you know plays uh, or, or yep. scenes to do, and it was so much easier just going to a thrift store and not only would you find what you needed for that, but you'd start, you know, like, yeah. you know, it's like, a, it's a red sports coat. Awesome. I'm gonna, you know, And so you kind of get hyped up because when you look at it, it's amazing that you could walk into a thrift store, let's say with $50. Oh God, that's a haul. It's a haul. Exactly. Especially for, you know, when you're looking at families who have two, three, four, five kids, Man, you know, how you can not go do that, how you cannot do. And, you know, I go and I look for the best of I was I was on Dave Meltzer's life. This is a bijou bijou dress. It's one hundred and eighty dollars and I got it for a dollar. The hat that I had on today earlier was two hundred and thirty dollars and I got it for three. It's from Australia. I bring my phone in. I look up and I'm like, oh, shit, this is a really expensive bag. This is a Gucci. This is a Prada. I find this stuff used. Somebody passes away and they just dump it or they're moving and they don't want anymore. And if you go in and just look for the cashmere sweaters, they're going to be a crew or a V-neck cashmere sweater. It's the same damn cut that it's been since the 70s. There's no big arms. There's no thin arms. It's standard. There's no crazy length. It's just standard. They make a cashmere sweater that's $300 because it's just that cut and they ain't changing it. It's expensive. And you don't even know if it's from the eighties or 2020 or the seventies, because it's a freaking cashmere sweater or a cable knit sweater, or just a nice pair of bootleg cords or denim or whatever. Like there's some things, if you buy classic staple pieces, a nice white button down shirt with just normal collars, not too big, not too short eighties, not too long seventies, just normal. You buy those staple pieces of clothing and they never, ever, ever go out of style because they're classic and you are a freaking idiot. If you wouldn't go buy a sweater for one, three or $5, you wouldn't buy that, but you'll go to Bloomingdale's or Macy's and buy the exact same sweater for $300. Like you can buy three sweaters for a thousand dollars basically. Or can you imagine on dollar day or half price day at a thrift store? And these days it's like brand new shit people that they're getting, they're dumping. Stores want to write off and they just dump the real new stuff with the tag right on it. It's not like some old crusty crap that, you know, grandma's dumping off anymore. It's pristine stuff, you know? So that's a very good point because I think a lot of people, I just read an article uh, earlier in the year where um, that perception of uh, thrift stores being kind of junk stores was getting to the thrift stores. So now basically what's being done is I think that the percentage was roughly about 95% of the stuff that is dropped off at Goodwill is literally junk. They can't use. So the stuff that you're seeing in the store is actually good, useful things. Yeah. 
and it's like a it's it's almost like a whole new um uh you know brand in itself Mm -hmm. where thrift stores are going now hey man you know you're gonna get quality stuff here you're not just gonna get you know someone's half ripped uh, you know exactly yeah and it's 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 so much uh easier to go into the store now and just take a look and start finding those little gems i found um years ago in in burbank uh california i'm a big 60s fan and i found a uh one of those suede uh jackets that have the fringes oh like like a roger daltrey type jacket and i'm like how much i I paid like 25 ish wow yeah it was it was a steal like i'm looking at this going okay is this real can i get out of here with this and it's just like that and i will never get rid of that because to me it was just such a cool find and it also keeps me motivated. It's like, yeah, get the weight back off. So you yes, can get back yeah. that's really important too. And I've got a pile. I can't put any more in my pile of when I'm a size. I'm normally a size four and I'm like between a six and an eight COVID right now. Yeah. And I get it like, oh, you're fine the way that you are. But yeah, but I've got a lot of really great leathers and a lot of really great, great clothes that are a size four. I've always been a size four and I'd like to be able to, cause again, they're those classic cuts of really beautiful, a nice pair of leather pants. They, unless yeah. they're like staged, they're pretty classic cut. Like, you know, I'd like to be able to wear those in the winter with some nice boots and a nice, you know, uh, cashmere sweater, whatever. That's a classic look that you see every year you go on Pinterest, you go on the fashion magazines and it's the same shit. It's just a little different, but it's about the same. And that's what I was going to tell you about that red sports jacket. It's really fun to get that and then get on Pinterest or get on Google and say, red sports jacket outfit, And all these pictures will come up with somebody's wearing blue jeans. Somebody's got white pants on with black boots. Somebody's got this on that. And I literally pin or download to my phone, all of those things. And then the next time I go to a thrift store, I'm like, okay, there was that really cool red jacket outfit with the white pants and the, the checkered shirt. And I yeah. just go looking for that checkered shirt or the white pants. Maybe I'll find a green jacket or something, but it's like, I look to put outfits together for under 10 bucks. It's a fun game. It's fun to do with your friends. Cause you're like, okay, you're looking for that. And you're looking for that and you make a game out of it. Or yeah. I've got a whole list on my phone of file organizer, uh, tongs for the grill, um, you know, a placemat to put under my barrel cat's food. Or these are not things I'm going to go to Target or Walmart and spend probably a hundred dollars on a few things like that. Easily 20 bucks for this, 25 for this, 10 for this. And you're just like, and I didn't really need this crap anyway, but I need it, but I don't. It's not. I, I, it's not like life, life threatening, but I make a nice game of, Oh, there's two thrift stores back to back. Hey, when we're on the road as a band, let's go in there. And you needed that, like a black bag to like, put your, your drum pedal thing. in. let's look for that. And like, Oh, here's a golf club bag. That'll fit this or that, you know? So it's like, we all made. And then the other day I, my shoes broke. Uh, on the road and like I needed load in boots because you can't just load in and flip bops. And, right. you know, my boys went out with me to like, they went to four different thrift stores, like all holding up size nine, like so precious. I'm not going to pay a hundred or $200 for a new pair of boots when that's what I'm making that day. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, yeah. I can't, I can't ethically say I just worked my ass off unloading a vehicle, playing for all these hours, dealing with drunk people, packing it all up, loading it all in and driving all night long to the next so that I have another pair of shoes. And we found a pair of boots for three bucks and I was happy, but it's the journey. And like, 
the fellowship and just, you know, doing something fun with friends. Like there doesn't need to be a stigma that that cheap is, is bad. And after the show tonight, I'm giving away, I think it's going to probably be even more than I have. I, I'm, I'm probably going to start splitting things up. It was like, Hey, I'm going to give a hundred bucks for the best post, but now that people are already posting such great stuff. I'm like, eh, I'm going to have to come up with more and more just to be able to say thanks. And it, all you have to do is it's hashtag call on the cheapskates. And then just make sure you do the at TLC to like, let the network know that there's conversation going on and then just post some crazy stuff or it's a funny screenshot from tonight, or maybe you're watching it and you just snap it with your camera and post that, or it doesn't matter. I'm just looking for really creative, funny stuff because there are some nasty trolls on online, but there's also some really, really creative stuff that makes me pop hard. Like I'm like, God, that is a really funny post. And I know people are going to see stuff and I want to give away money and dinners and we've been doing lunch all week. We've been doing dinners, winter and a dinner, lunch money with Goldie. We've been doing all these different promotions. And it's just me. Like if I get a little extra money from something, eh, I'm saving for all these things. There's all these envelopes that I've got. And I've just got an envelope for like fun money so that when there's something like this, like we can just give people a free lunch. Who doesn't like that? You know, it doesn't cost more than 20 bucks. We're good. So tonight's going to be, it's going to be a really, really fun night. Yeah, it's it's exciting. Um, I hope that, um, you know, people listening or watching right now, um, you know, take the time to to check it out because um, it it's one of those things that I think it's becoming more and more important that as we're trying to, you know, as we're, we're being pulled by corporations into what society wants us to be the the last thing you want to do is find yourself in a hole because of that and i think yeah. oh, that's no, what and everybody is everybody yeah. is yeah and and um the thrift stores uh big fan of but also i am huge on uh 99 cent only stores dollar oh Tree. my that Those i love i love the 99s and the 99 cent stores you have to be really careful because Sometimes Walmart will have that same thing for 89 cents or right. 79 cents or Kroger or, you know, not Publix. They're super expensive, but you have to know what's at the 99 cent store. You go there and you kind of get their inventory in your head. A lot of like electronic gimmicks, they're shitty, but they might get, it's sort of like the difference between a craftsman tool and Harbor Freight. And I'm not right. dissing Harbor Freight because I go to Harbor Freight. If I need a palm sander for some weird thing or a right angle I drill, like how many, how many times am I going to use that to get into a tight spot? I'm not going to go spend $300 on a new DeWalt or right. Milwaukee or Bosch right angle drill that I'm going to probably use like twice in my whole lifetime. I'm going to go to Harbor Freight and I'm going to get some piece of shit that's going to fall apart 10 drills later, but it was worth it because I got my drills out of it. Weird little things, little routering tools or Dremel attachments or things. I don't need to spend top dollar on that. If I'm going to go buy a regular old drill, though, that I'm going to use all the time, then I'll go buy a Craftsman or go buy a DeWalt or Milwaukee and all the good, the the, the solid, you know, standards that are out there. So you kind of know what's at the Dollar Tree, Dollar General. Um, there's, There's some really good makeup at Dollar General, not at Dollar Tree. Um, there's some really great things to grill for outside and, and all kinds of accessories at Dollar Tree. Who would have known? It's a freaking yeah. dollar and it's a good yeah. quality stuff. And you'll see name brand stuff like, you know, yeah. just create crazy stuff. Or is it lubricant? Not that kind. Is it a squeaky door? You know, do you want to pay 
$7.99 or $3.99 for a bottle of WD-40 at Walmart? Or do you want to just get the same shit that's generic for 99 cents at Dollar Tree? I'll get the generic stuff. Same, you know, rubber gloves, cleaning supplies, a sponge and a bucket to wash your car. You could go buy car wash solution, wheel cleaner, a wheel brush, a car brush, a sponge, and some wipey towels and a fake chamois, seven bucks. Or you could go buy the same stuff at AutoZone for six years, 70. Same stuff. So, you know, go swallow your pride and go into some of these stores sometimes five below the Amazon return stores and just sort of say, oh, there's a bunch of these here. And what's cool about that is, you know, some of those stores, it's like it's all shitty DVDs. Well, you know, Bob in accounting and he loves shitty DVDs and Christmas is rolling around or Hanukkah and you know where to go get that. My yep. top, top tip for people, guys, for bros that are like, oh, I don't know what to get her. I don't know where to get this person. It's a girl. Go to TJ Maxx, go to Marshall's. Go to Ross, go to the back and go to the home goods section. They're going to have all this beautiful shit to cook with that you guys don't know what is, but we do. And once in a while are some gay men who cook. Congratulations for knowing what all this stuff is. They're going to have pepper mills that have a $30 price tag on it. And they're going to be $4.99. They're going to have, you know, body products and health and beauty and all of this stuff for things for somebody's pet, stainless steel gimmicks. And it's going to have the price tag on it. It's going to be 80% less. Well, scratch the price tag off gently with some Gooby Gone that you get at the Dollar Tree. Don't buy Gooby Gone at Target or Walmart because it's $5 and it's 99 cents for the same ounce worth at the dollar stores. Scratch that tag off, clean it up and put it in a nice box. And they're not going to know. And you're going to look thoughtful. You're going to look expensive. You're going to look like you arrived to the party with a great gift. And I tell guys to go to Dollar Tree, get those really pretty bags. They're a freaking dollar and some bows and make it girls. Half the time we like the stuff that it comes in, you know, like rather than you know, yeah. rather than the actual thing. And it could be something that isn't that expensive. But if you present it just like you, you might not have your shit together in your head or your heart. But if you go get some nice clothes and a clean shave and you smell good and oh. shave your pubes and stuff grows, you will fool us. You will disguise the mess that is really you. We do it all the time. Women look so good and we're just a hot mess, you know, so. Yeah, no, I, I think that that is it, you hit on. I'm so glad you brought up uh, stores like Marshall and TJ Maxx, because uh. it not only like is it good for um, the aspect of home goods and clothing, but they have for people who have kids, they've got oh, a wonderful toy section, you know, where you can find something that's either mainstream. That's, you know, uh, I know. If, some of them carry wrestling figures. And- Absolutely. And what a gift that it, why, why wouldn't you go to those places first before you go? Don't wait to do your holiday shopping. Like every guy that I know, like it's literally that day and they just head to the store, like go ahead of time and save a bunch of money. And there's all these, like there's a store here in the South called Southeastern salvage. And it's, it's like a kind of like a pure one was back in the day with imports and sure. it's just rustic stuff. And it's like, before I do anything at somebody's home, cause I do home improvement and building and things, I go look and see what kind of doors they have in a lot, not a lot of doors, but a, a lot, you know, like here's 50 doors that are about the same, you know, is it the size that this house needs? Like these doors are $40 and they're 200 at Lowe's or home Depot. Like why it just takes a little bit of effort and the yeah. effort that it takes is so minimal compared to the stress of how much money you're going to spend on your divorce because you guys are arguing over finances. 
yeah. know, it's like quit being so lazy. We go back to the initial thing about the curve model, like just quit being so lazy with everything in your life and justifying it and just try a little harder and put in a little more effort in things because being financially secure, having money to breathe, not just, I know what it's like to be completely screwed. I went bankrupt, had horrible things happen to me because I hung out with the wrong people. And I took the fall for some business people in Los Angeles. And I fell flat on my face, went bankrupt, lost everything. The IRS came after me. I had, I had nothing. And I learned to live under the radar for years until my, my bankruptcy was um, discharged. And, yeah. you know, it's really, really scary. And, and to, when some people out there like, oh, I'm really broke, but they've got a thousand dollars in their savings account or that's not broke, bro. Broke is like you're in the red and you're you wrote yeah. a bad check or you did a, a, a debit that, you know, isn't going to go through. And now they're tightening up on that and you have nothing and you don't have there isn't even a paycheck coming in in two weeks. Like you're an independent contractor and there is no work. Yeah. And during the pandemic, that was some terrifying times for a lot of people. And yeah. a lot of people did stuff that I don't approve of, or I, I do look down on some of it because it would have been really easy for me with my support base to go do some of that stuff and make, make some bank. And I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Cause I can't go look at the kid down the street and say, you know what, when you grow up, you should have an OnlyFans and spread your jackety doo-doo. Like, cause I can't say that now I can't people with kids that opened up OnlyFans and did the, okay, do what you got to do. But like, I did some stuff that was really hardcore. And I could have done all that, but that's not always the, don't always take the easy road because yeah. some of the people that I know, like I have a good, not a good friend, but somebody in the business, they're like, ah, Goldie, I tried it for a month and it just, it wasn't for me. And their stuff was like no nudes and it just got to be too much. So I'm not like putting on the hammer, like condemning everybody. I'm just saying like, look at the choices that are out there and see, maybe there's one that's just not quite as convenient or it's a little harder, but give it a shot. You know, yeah. maybe you'll be able to live with yourself a little bit better. I know two girls that started OnlyFans that committed suicide this year. They started it during the pandemic and they just like, do you really think that that's going to be a good idea when everybody in your community is going to be talking about it and screenshotting your like, do you not think about that? Yeah. You know, and they just two of them, two beautiful girls. One was 23, one was 21. It was that worth opening an OnlyFans to pay your bills when you're dead now? It's not. That's my point. Not being like a judgmental bitch. I'm just saying, think about things. And yeah. that, that person said it wasn't for me. And I did this instead. And I'm like, all right, you know, you tried it. And again, no nudes even. And she said it was just mind blowing on how savage and insatiated the men were like demanding this. And then I'm like, do you not realize all of these girls that are doing that? You are normalizing being nude all the time and not only being nude, but like, just like you're doing stuff for money. Like, you know, you're, you're wear this for me and do that. Like that's stuff that you should reserve for like your significant other, you know, like that's not for just any old John, Dick and Harry that is going to pay money. And you right. can say you're empowered, but it messes with you later. And I would know I lived right by the Playboy Mansion. I lived in Hollywood. I lived and I listened to all of these girls and it seems good on paper. But at the end of the day, you malfunction because yeah. you're more than just somebody telling you, here's a tip or here's some stuff I'm going to buy you on your Amazon list. Like you do have a brain and a heart and talent and cultivate that again. Do not be delusional. People need to do what they need to do to get by. I get it. But then it's like welfare. Welfare is there 
for a limited amount of time to get you back on your feet and to help you. It's not there for, this is my life's career is just to be on welfare my entire life and constantly take a hand. It is there and intended to help. Yep. But that's, you know, same thing. I'm probably yeah. going to get hate mail if anybody watches this, but oh, well. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's a true point. Um, I think that uh, the, you know, the idea of, um, I've, I've always felt that we have, we have such a weird divide because we're taught at a young age that nudity is not acceptable. Exactly. I get that. And I think, yeah. I think it's beautiful in so many ways. And I always said, if I could do a show, like I would be nude in like Schindler's list or like something sure. that makes sense that you're nude in, but not just to, to be nude to like, it, it, it's so, there is a fine line of what is art and what is just like, eh. and you know, it's the difference between like what's on your face or what you're kind of wearing or what it's all about. And like the stuff that I'm talking about, bro, it's the, uh, and you walk a fine line. You can't just come out and say stuff. I can, I'm a girl and sure. you can come at me and say, but I've got five kids. To, you can come at me with everything you want. And I'm never going to stop stand down from saying, I don't like it. I don't think yeah. it's a good idea. I just, I, I feel dirty when people say, I would you like $4,000 a month? Cause that's about what I walk away from every month from my DMS is about four grand. So what is that a year? About $50,000 yep. <laughs> that I walk away from because I don't feel like, Oh, well, I'm, I'm not asking. No, you're asking me to do stuff or to, it's like, you're in control of me. And then I, I get money for it. And I dress this way. Now, when I do my cameos, that's my terms. And want me to wear this wig, right. this bikini, this, whatever. That's like, that's my business. But when it's just a creepy DM saying like, oh, if I send you this black necklace, God knows where the f you got that thing from. And like, I'll give you a thousand dollars to dial the phone with your feet or whatever. Like, that's just weird ass shit. Like, I'm not I'm not doing that, yeah. that there's a difference. And everybody knows the difference. But back to the beginning of our pod, you become delusional on where you blur all of these lines when you know if something is a good idea or not. And if it's a really good idea, it's probably not something that you need to hide. It's probably right. something you wear on your chest and say, I do this. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great point. And let's let everyone know again, the thing that you do is call in the cheapskates. I save people um, money. I'm not normally on this much of a rant. I don't know what my problem is. This guy is such a great interviewer that he is just beckoning out all the bullshit that I normally don't rant about, but I'm just. I get pooped. I get pooped of me too, me too, all the speaking out stuff. And then I go look them up and it's like, there's a fist up their crotch. And I'm like, okay, probably not the best career move, honey, to have people taking you seriously as an empowered woman. Okay. Yeah. Like you just don't go to the board meeting. You're like, here's my pussy fisted away guys. Like no, no oh. offense, but you're not going to get the promotion that way. And, and you're just not going to get it. Like get it through your head. Like Start acting right. But yes, I save people money. Call on the cheapskates tonight, 10 o'clock PM on the TLC network. It's brand new. I probably will be a little off color as you can tell. I normally am, but at least I'm authentic and I'm real and I speak from the heart and it's not bullshit. You will never get bullshit with me. I can't. And I yeah. think if more people could just be authentic and not worry so much about what people are going to think about them, they would be happier. Mental health would improve, save yeah. some money. 
go, go do some of the things that we talked about on this show. There's, there's so many options for you out there and don't feel like you have to just have everything brand new all the time, or that you're less of a person. If you don't have what your neighbors have, like the whole keeping up with the Joneses thing, especially for the kids that bums, bums me out. You know, I want them to feel good and confident, but yeah. Oh, hashtag calling the keep calling the cheapskates with the TLC handle. And, um, I'm giving away as much as I can at the end of the night and tomorrow. Awesome. So everyone, please take advantage of that. Um, it's, it's just a wonderful concept, wonderful idea, a wonderful person, you know, trying to help other people as well. Um, whether it be, you know, you watching the show or, you know, reaching out and putting the hashtag down and, um, possibly winning a little something Goldie, you're doing a great service in a time that I think that, a lot of people kind of just kind of feel lost and that's what this whole last year and a half has felt like it has. Yeah. It's, it's so strange. Um, let me ask you this one question. That's fascinating to me. Yes. When you've been dreaming. Okay. We had this whole mandate, right? You got to wear masks. Do you ever once have a dream where any people around you had masks on? I have never had a dream where anybody has a mask on. Isn't that fascinating that for the last year and a half, our whole society has had to have these masks on, but not one person I've talked to has said, my dreams have people in masks. That's a whole nother podcast and (laughs) we'd be getting on a whole nother topic, but, um, and I, I have been on both sides of the fence with masks. And when the beginning I was on one side and now I'm on another side and, yeah. I mean, there's but so you, much to do about the yeah, masks. It just, it, but that human aspect of even, even when our reality is one thing, our subconscious is always giving us the, the thing that we, we see inside ourselves. And it's amazing that, you know, I know that I've had dreams where, Hey, if I look in the mirror, I'm, you know, 22 again, you know, I might have hair, <laughs> you know, and it's just that subconscious thing. And then when you wake up and you realize your reality, and I think that's why this show is very important is that a lot of times I think people wake up from that subconsciousness, see the reality they're in. And that adds to that mental health crisis that adds to that eating bad that yes. adds to shopping to make yourself feel better by buying a $300 thing just to, you know, kind mm. of, it's, it's a weird connection. Um, I know I'm probably, I, I got to talk to the psychologist about uh, what's going on in my head, <laughs> but, but that's good that you know, that you need to talk about something. Exactly. Right. No, it is. That's so it's so good. And I talk to people and I talk to friends and I try to hold myself in check and I try to surround myself with people that hold me accountable. And a friend of mine the other day was like, you don't need that piece of cake. And I was like, you know what? I don't. They weren't mean about it, but they like you had a piece of cake yesterday. You had your treat yesterday. Remember, Gold, you're doing your one time a, a week and now you're you're dipping into two and three and you don't need that. You know, right. and, and it was nice to have somebody say that to me, you know, because I've got my my demons to battle, too. So, yeah. you know, hang out with people that are going to um, that are going to just keep you on the right path. And 
if I seem like hardcore on people or things, it's, it's cause I really do care. And I really do want, I want equality for women and I want things to be good. And it's like, I see people doing things and they're kind of just thinking for the me and the now and the it's help this. And they're not looking at the big picture. And I, I, I do try to always look at the, at the big picture and is what I'm saying, you know, going to help people or is it going to hinder or, you know, and I, we talk on these podcasts, like I, I would hope that you didn't like sound bite the, the one comment that I made earlier when I went like this, if that's, you know, that would be, I'd be hot at you if you did like it's in the podcast, I said it, but you don't necessarily need to highlight that and be like, Oh, tonight on hashtag, you know, put in the handle TLC. You don't want to go to the board meeting. Like, you know, I did run my mouth a little bit like that. I felt comfortable with you. I have a rapport with you. It's in there. People want to find it. It's there. But like I said, please don't just make that because Vince would do that. Right. Or somebody else, would that. Like their, <laughs> their sound bite, you know, for the night. Um, but it's a valid point. So, you know, you know, that you got some stuff that you need to work on in your head and that's, the, that's the best step in place to know that you got to figure some stuff out and we just want to keep everybody healthy and happy and around because everybody on the planet, except for the Satan worshipers, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to camp on them. Most people, even them, they have some qualities, some qualities. Um, I've seen some shit in LA. Uh, everybody's got something to offer and it's got some be- beauty and created in God's image and we got to, you got to look for that stuff. So don't, don't go looking for the politics or the mask wearing or not, or whatever. Don't go looking for that. Just try to look at the human being for who they are and find the good in it. And, and the bad stuff, just, just let it be. And maybe they'll fix it. Maybe they won't, but walk away and women just be good to yourself and be the boss babes that you know, that you're meant to be. That's probably the message that I meant to, to say and stay cheap. Cheap's good. <laughs> cheap is sexy. <laughs> and you can find sexy and cheapness on at <laughs> tonight. It is uh, 11 Eastern, 10 Central on TLC. Please tune in, support Goldie. Um, get those pictures out there and, and hashtags tonight um, because it's just, it's fun. Let's have some fun. You know, It is fun. I'm having, bro, I'm having more fun giving stuff away and just seeing people's engagement. Like the show is great and I love it. But like at the end of the day, we do all the stuff that we do to meet cool people. And I'm meeting so many great people and I'm just, I'm just honored. Like it's very moving, very touching and not in a creepy way. <laughs> Don't DM me for that. <laughs> you said touching. No. No. All right, everyone. Um, we are going to wrap it up here on the live broadcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And uh, again, please support Goldie with the show. This um, is going to be something that I think, you know, people are going to be able to take something from it. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's important nowadays because I think we're all struggling with finding how to make everything around us work. And that's, you know, any type of help that you can get. Is, is the best thing because maybe you pick one little nugget up sure. that might help you for, you know, relieving, you know, that much stress. And I think that's very important. Um, especially like you said, when you're dealing with the kids and the kids being, you know, having to keep up with the Joneses, that is, that's a, an awful feeling, you know, you want to give your kids the best. So, Please take any, any hints, anything that you can take from the show, please take it, use it, um, because this is just something that is worthwhile. And Goldie, we, you know, we love you. So, um, you know, we want to see you succeed as well. And, um, you know, hopefully uh, we'll uh, see cheapskates for, you know, 
multiple years. So I can't wait. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. So thank you for the help. And thanks for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. You're just great. So yeah, I did do a little more ranting and raving than I expected, but you're a great interviewer. So thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Everyone watching, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Stay golden. Oh. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.